Yo, 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 what is good, y'all? My name is A Sincere. Um, I guess for that comment was it's sincere, but we'll go from there. Um, we are jumping into another quick dive. Skywalker, what quick dive is this one? This is, I just looked it up, but then I forgot. I'm going to say this is Quick Dive 11 because it is Quick Dive 11. Hey. It's Quick Dive 12. Oh, uh, but, damn. But, oh, we did do. We did the Invincible one. I, yeah. I, I was figuring the last one was the last Marvel show we did, but we did do. If you didn't, if you didn't watch that or listen to that, go listen to that now. But uh, this is number 12, yeah. Yeah, in case you guys don't know, we do these quick dives to kind of just um, tap in and focus on one show, um, one episode, one episode, or like multiple episodes. Um, so today we will be covering the new Disney Plus series, Loki, which has been on our hearts for a few months now, boys. Yeah, we've been waiting for this. It kept getting delayed, and then we finally thought we were going to get it, and then it got delayed to Wednesdays. Which was very odd, but I guess they have their whole reasoning. Look, kind of Look man, it up. it's it's the timekeepers. Bro. Yeah, a little bit. The timekeepers are in control of Disney Plus, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, they have a sacred timeline. Yeah, it's a sacred timeline. Disney. It just wasn't meant to happen sooner. It would have been a it variant was, if it was on Fridays. Yeah, it, yeah, probably branched off. Yeah, the, so I guess we'll touch on that real quick. So. Um, this is kind of going to throw off our quick dives a little bit, but nothing too crazy. Um, we're going to start dropping these quick dives, at least for this series, on Saturdays. Yeah. And that's just because yeah. Loki's dropping on Wednesday, which is kind of arbitrary, but also kind of dope. I just hate the fact that I have to stay up like late on a, on a Tuesday night. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a little weird, you know, if you have work or school or, you know, you got to put your kids to bed uh, and, you you know... I mean, if you got to put your kids to bed, just put those earphones in and well, just watch it. In most bed. people, most people are a little bit different than us, and they actually watch it on the Wednesday whenever they have time. So it's fine mm. for them. But uh, yeah, we're the weird ones and want to stay up it, till midnight on. Tuesday. Yeah, is it bad that I want to be that parent that lets my kids stay up with me? No, I will let them. They have to enjoy it with me because then I'm going to be spoiling it for him or them or her in the morning. And yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll be very. And if y'all don't let your kids sleep, man, <laughs> fuck them kids. <laughs> Stay up. We're gonna watch that. Just like half asleep. Like oh, you man. can't no, sleep. <laughs> Norik was happily in bed by eight o'clock when he was younger. That's happily, crazy. happily, bro. What? Eight thirty is my bedtime. Okay, I'll be to it. No, yeah, my bedtime was nine o'clock, and I hated it because I used to want to watch everything that came out afterwards, like at ten. I remember yeah. having that conversation with my dad, asking him to push it an extra 30 minutes just so I can catch more of the shows that yeah. were coming out as I was getting older. It was good times. Yeah, uh, good times. for me, it was Heroes. Heroes was the yep. reason as to why. Yeah, me too. So fire. Yeah. Um, okay, so with that being said, boys, um, let's kind of just jump right into it. Um, Loki episode one, uh, Skywalker, let's go ahead and set up the scene, my good sir. Yeah, episode one. We pretty much end off right where we left off in Endgame when they went back to the first Avengers movie timeline in the Battle of New York. And we, we see it in Endgame. Loki is in handcuffs and they're bringing him down and then they're trying to get the Tesseract and the Hulk hates stairs. So he <laughs> ruined the whole plan. And Loki managed to get the Tesseract and travel to a different timeline. Uh, it was really cool to see it finally materialize and being like, where is Loki going? Or, you know, like so many, like your, your brain just starts to think during end, like watching Endgame, 
knowing, oh, damn, like Loki's going to start a new timeline or something like he's probably in a multiverse and and pretty much we would later on we find out right now there's no multiverse but that's when he gets led to the tva they book him they're, they're gonna disintegrate him they're gonna prune him or whatever whatever their phrases are because the tva is like the i guess the the officers of time you know, if, you, if you're out of place, you will. yeah, time if cops. If you're out of line or out of your timeline, even if it's by accident or you know, like, no matter what you're trying to do, they're they're gonna show up and they're gonna put you in their in your place or try to, you know. Um, well, they'll 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 give you a trial basically, which and probably it, ends the same all the time. I think. I think majority of the time it probably does. I think that there's. That there's probably opportunity to prove that something is right because it yeah. seems like that the time cops don't know everything or at least the low level ones mm-hmm. that are bringing people in, um, and they have to get brought yeah. before the judge, uh, Renslayer. Yeah, Renslayer. Um, really, she's cool. so fine. She's so fine. <laughs> <laughs> so there is, like you said, there is different levels of variance, like in the dangerousness. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I. I don't know. I don't remember the level of danger of Loki, but I know Loki is the most frequent variant that goes through the TVA. Um, that I also noticed that there was a scroll in the TVA, mm-hmm. and then some random guy. I'm pretty sure is like a stock. He's uh, a stockbroker. Stockbroker. He's like my father works for <laughs> Goldman Sachs. And I'm like, yeah. how did you even get here then? And don't forget the uh, everybody's suspecting the Peggy Carter cameo in the background. Where? Oh yeah, oh. yeah. There was a there was a suspected Peggy Carter cameo because she was there was this woman that was being brought in when Loki was looking through the TVA, mm. and she was wearing a blue dress with her hair. To, yeah, with be, her hair done similar, similar to Peggy to, Carter. Yeah, to could be a little poke at us, like trying to be like, "Hey, you mm-hmm. guys might think this is Peggy Carter." They're not gonna get me again, bro. Not. There's there's no aerospace yeah. engineer. There's no Mephisto, no Nightmare. You ain't getting me. I am watching this like I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah, everybody's trying to jump jump to the theories. Like, let's just let it play out. And I think watching great. these shows, surface level watching is like, as much as we love doing what we do, surface level watching is just like what we're gonna have to go do now. Yeah, I mean, with this one. They kind of giving us a lot, you know. They're not leaving mm-hmm. us like on a cliffhanger. At the end of episode one, we like we immediately we found out who the villain was going to be. We didn't have to wait till episode three or four, mm-hmm. you know. It was like, all right, this is the villain, and it's like, damn, where do we go from here? Like, we still have a whole series to go, and we already know the villain. That's yeah. just like I don't know. To me, that's juicy. Like, we, we took this huge bite into this sweet, juicy peach. And we still have the whole peach to go, you know? So nah, I feel you on that. I, I think it's, it's really, really it's really, really interesting because a lot this is the first show where we felt, okay, how much bigger can, can the MCU get? And <laughs> they really showed that they just cracked open. It reminds me of uh you ever seen Men in Black? when he closes the locker and then like it zooms out into like oh, the yeah. marble and the, or into the galaxy and the galaxy is part of a marble that like aliens are playing. And then that zooms out again. It was kind of like that. It was like everything that we saw in Endgame, Thanos, all that destruction throughout the universe is just a blip in 
the the grand scheme of things with this right. TVA and um you know it's just like how much bigger can you get but it's it's genius in my opinion because i always wondered how they were going to be able to like factor in the celestial yeah and cosmic same. type of people you right. know like the one above all the living tribunal all of that and i'm just like how do you make that so large yet ground it like as if i just watched a captain america movie like right before you know um but they really did a good job by opening up this this tva and this space that they operate in because now it's like okay this is where those types of beings could reside yeah yeah no same here like i i figured you know i didn't think we were gonna get any i guess celestials in this one i didn't know what we were to expect uh, from the TVA. I'm not an avid comic book reader, but it's nice to see that it's starting to be introduced. There's little Easter eggs in the throughout the show, like posters on the walls of like the Watcher. Uh, there's statues of the three timekeepers. And we even get the little cartoon of the history of the mm-hmm. whole multiversal war. Which is genius because like yeah. Disney has really mastered how to inform us in ways other than just like pure dialogue or pure like explanation dialogue. Right. And I was worried about that. And it's just like, of course it's still Disney to be able to do that. You know what I mean? To just have like a little animated cartoon that's just telling you everything that's going on. But throughout it, you're just like, this is crazy. Like what, what they're telling us. And they alluded to our next huge event, which is a multiverse war. Um, could be Secret Wars, could be Avengers Nexus, could be all kinds of things um, coming up down the pipeline. But um, it's really they they've just upped the ante throughout the in episode one. Like the ante just it rose. I loved how when Loki got captured by the TVA, he had the Tesseract and the Tesseract just like depowered. You know, yeah. like that that was a evidence of like okay, you're in a place right now where it's just beyond your comprehension. Like it's, it's more powerful than what we deemed as the most powerful objects in, in this universe. So kudos to Disney for doing that. I believe uh, real quick, I think Tara strong, the voice of uh, she's a very well-known voice actor was the voice of the, uh, of miss minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think she was in Rugrats and all that, but just to throw that out there, but Disney's, I don't know, man, it's, I can't. I can't help but feel like we're gonna run out of actors and actresses in the MCU, no, well, bro. It's so. you never know. I mean, they're they're just starting to get these big names like Owen Wilson playing Mobius. Um, that's yeah, probably, how do you guys feel about him and his character? He's, he's awesome. killing it. I love he's it. killing it. Jet ski riding. It's, t- bro, it's, it's such a good fit. Like he's just so easygoing. Um, it gives me. Did you ever watch Starsky and Hutch with him and Ben Stiller? Yes, yeah. I did. So it gives me very Starsky and Hutch vibes. I was very mm-hmm. just like, yeah, very just I mean, going about it. He's kind of he's kind of playing like himself. Wow, seems like wow, wow, wow. wow. Yeah. So, so it seems like you know they they just wanted him to be him because he's just like a regular in in the show. He's not like a alien or he doesn't have powers. Like he's mm-hmm. he's all about order, you know. So they're just like just be normal, you. Be a human, and and yeah, you'll be perfect. You'll fit in, and I think he does fit in. Um, it's really cool just to see, I guess, um, a bigger name 
in in the Marvel universe. You know, we always see these up and coming names, and which is really cool to find. Like, oh, that that's a cool actor. He was in this one show like two years ago that I saw, and now they're mm-hmm. getting bigger roles like this. Well, I was like, Owen Wilson, I haven't seen him in a while, but it's like mm-hmm. when he's in something, you you're like, all right, let me let me check this out. Let me see. Yeah. I did see him in a recent movie. I didn't finish it though. Mm-hmm. It was on Amazon Prime. So it seems like he's going through like a little revival in his yeah. career. I think I think Disney's good for that also, you know, in the Marvel universe and the Star Wars universe too. It's like it's gonna be this perfect pairing of brand new talent with like OG talent that like people have missed, you know, like you get act like we're getting other shows where it's going to have um Ethan Hawk in there. Like when was the last time you saw Ethan Hawk? Right. And but he's gonna be in this movie with Oscar Isaac who's been like on a roll lately, you know? So it's like, okay, cool, like just blending them together. We're getting Christian Bale in uh Thor Love and Thunder. So it's like, wow, like there's gonna be a lot of these actors and actresses who like they're just so prestigious and now they're going to be thrown into the Marvel universe or the Star Wars universe like and it's going to be great you know when we see it whether it's Leonardo DiCaprio or you know and then we got Angelina Jolie and and Salma Hayek in in The Eternals so yeah. I'm, I'm really excited so about their casting and just uh the way that they're maneuvering right now it's great yeah. and it's a yeah. bag for all these veteran actors so one of the things I wanted to talk about a little bit more is the sacred timeline and the multiversal war. Mm-hmm. So right off the bat, when he's learning, watching the little cartoon, it did say there was at one point a multiverse, but now everything is just one timeline. Right. So, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Like, is that what you expected or do you ex- did you expect it to be a little bit more loose? in actually being a multiverse like we thought there was going to be in Spider-Man. Well, you know, it it's it's actually really cool and it it allows um Disney a little bit more f- flexibility. You know, by them saying that there's been a multiverse war before, it allows more movies to get created to be placed in that time period. Mm-hmm. You know, we have the Eternals coming up which is supposed to span like a thousand years. You know, so is it a thousand wow. years like within the sacred timeline or is it during the multiverse timeline? And then were they around for the for when the sacred timeline was established? There's all of these implications that are now yeah. here where it's like, wow, like, OK, yeah. how did how and who made the decision on what was chosen for what timeline? It now puts certain villains and heroes in a different um just like a different space. Like they may be older, but like new because of this timeline, or we may get them later because of this new multiverse war that's kind of coming back. Kind of reminds me of when, when justice league had their, um, you know, uh, during the Zack Snyder cut, when they had like their old, um, the war, you know, where it was Zeus and Greenland and all that kind of stuff. It's like, okay, can we get like a, like a, a golden age. Yeah, are we going to get like a golden age of the multiverse war? Like when some of our favorite characters, but like the older, older retro versions of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, so good. I'm interested yeah. in that. Um, I Do you guys think we're going to see the timekeepers at all? Or do you think they'll just keep them under wraps the whole show? I think it's under wraps for now. 
don't think it's gonna be announced here. Because remember, a, a lot of things Feige's been saying is that these shows are kind of just like the starting point for what's to come. So it's all gonna intertwine at one point, and just a matter of which movie. I don't think it's gonna be Doctor Strange, but Quantum Mania, maybe. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think Ant Man and I think Fantastic Four are gonna deal with them directly. Okay. Um, I think that the way that they'll introduce Fantastic Four because it's kind of past their time of introducing them, the way that we've seen them already, right? Is that they're gonna be a dimensional family? They're going to be uh, like the knowledge of of the cosmic elements of who they are is going to be a lot more at the forefront so i think that those two movies are are going to introduce um the timekeepers and i think that uh dr strange is going to more more so deal with the fallout of what's been happening with these shows in the multiverse yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, even when he came back after Endgame and they defeated Thanos. Yeah. We've been mentioning that a lot. Like, I'm pretty sure he has a lot on his plate with everybody being out of their place in in their own realms instead of yeah. actual timelines. Uh, another yeah. thing I wanted to point out was we saw a whole drawer full of Infinity Stones, meaning that there's been several people trying to get a hold of the Infinity Stones at different timelines and trying to create their own... I guess riches or power, right. you know, mm-hmm. um, that part I blew everybody away. You know, it's yeah. so hard to get one time stone, and there's all six in a drawer. So, so to be forward, like, do you guys think that was like it was too much? Like, do you think it was exaggerated with how they kind of just threw them all in there, or do you think it was like the perfect thing to do? Uh, I wouldn't say perfect, but I mean, it aligned with with the TVA. Like it's saying, like there's nobody right. above us. There's nothing above us. We're we're all power. We dictate time, how how it flows. We're unraveling the events for, you know, for the end of time. You know, right. so when the time stones get there, like yeah, they dictate the flow of time. But when you're at the center of it, um, it makes sense that they don't work. Like when the tesseract depowered, you know, we mm-hmm. talked about that, but. The way I guess Loki, you know, Loki was trying to find some of the some of the Infinity Stones too for Thanos, mm-hmm. and you know, the, like they're all in the drawer, and he noticed like, damn, these are useless, you know, like mm-hmm. w- where we are is bigger than what I ever thought and, I'd and, ever encounter in my yeah. life. Yeah, and that's why I think that it was important for them to to distinguish that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was overkill, um, like. W- I th- I think that they had to do that so that they can show that um just like you were saying, you know, the power is above what we're used to. You know, because yeah. if they didn't show that, then people would have their theories about, oh, well, I would just get the reality stone and like do something something and it's just like the yeah. for what a lot of people don't know because you know, most people don't read the comics is that there have been times where the reality stone or not just the reality stone, but any of the infinity stones have been outside of their um, respective universes and they've been depowered. So it was like a twofold. It was like showing you that this is out of the pocket universe that you're used to. And there's so many of them that people have tried to do this before and like have failed and messed up. One of the cool things that I think is kind of interesting is that the Mind Stone wasn't in that drawer. Out of all the stones, the Mind Stone was the only stone that wasn't in that drawer. So I'm like, dang, that means like 
all of the other ones. Yeah, well, not only is it hard to get, but how could it be used where the TVA would be, it would intervene, right? So you have like the Tesseract, it teleports you in different places. So if you teleport to a place you're not supposed to go, TVA is going to be there. Right. The, rea- the reality stone literally rewrites reality. So if you use that for um, an extreme amount of time or, or something really permanent, TVA is going to be there. Time stone, that's self-explanatory. You start messing with the timeline with the time stone, that's going to do it. The soul stone, there was only two in there, which was interesting because what I'm thinking is that if the soul stone is the same way to get it where you have to sacrifice somebody, that means somebody got sacrificed who weren't who wasn't supposed to be sacrificed. And then, well. you know, then they had to get that. Yeah. Uh, and the power stone is just probably you were destroying stuff that you weren't supposed to destroy. And... Yeah. Then they came in and took it. So it, it it was really cool to see that. I think it it like allowed us to really think outside the box on how all of that ended up where it, where it ended up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, well, there is supposed to be a Warmere scene. So yes, I mean we we've seen it in the trailers and we've seen screenshots of it. So maybe that can be what this villain is looking for you know for all we know um yeah so well it showed it too yeah it showed with um you know in episode two with all of the places that were affected by the reset that happened so um you know if if you guys have been catching up we're we're at episode two you know uh, loki has been asked to be a part of the tva loki has seen his life in full within his universe and not realizes that he can't that yeah that one it's not very long and right. two he doesn't reach glorious purpose and um he can't go back to it so he's really kind of left without a choice of diving in with mobius and mobius and figuring out like okay i'll join your tva and do this mission um while he's kind of stalling for time to figure out what he needs to do to either get back to where he's going or find his next um, calling, you know? And by the second episode, we see that what he wants is an audience with the timekeepers. Um, He wants to manipulate uh, what they're doing or potentially join them or potentially overthrow them. He hasn't really decided yet. He doesn't know who he's up against, but he feels like I have to continue to learn about all of this in order to really figure it out. And I think it's that curiosity that we that kicks off the episode of him uh, really trying to search for the <laughs> villain of this whole show, which is himself. Yeah. It's it's so odd seeing Loki in an office setting, like skimming through files and <laughs> reading jet ski magazines, uh, talking to a uh, hologram of Miss Minutes. You know, like all, all, everything we've seen of Loki before has been very mystical, magical, pretty much out of whatever we would deem our, like, uh, like what we see on an everyday basis, you know? So mm-hmm. it's very funny and very quirky to see him. Like we get TVA Loki now, you know? And yeah. that can even be like, who knows what, what this whole show is going to lead to. Like it can lead to Loki actually being a TVA agent, you know, because that might be his only option in the end, you know, like this is where I can exist forever and I won't 
I won't I won't ever be her and I get to travel and I don't know. We'll see. But but that also goes like back to back. his yeah, that well that goes back to his biggest question in the first episode, right? Like, is this the greatest power in the universe? Like like he, he wants to achieve such a level where he has like he he's next to or if not the greatest power. So I think him being the main T V A agent or being a part of them is like the next best thing, especially because he knows what his fate is, you know what I mean? And I think what also uh, really, really kicked off his curiosity is that the fact that the person that they're chasing is a variant of himself. So now he's like, wait a minute. If you guys are chasing me, that means part of me has discovered something. Right. So now he's like, okay, well, if I've discovered something, I should know what it is too. <laughs> because I think I'm the greatest me so if someone yeah. if someone who's me knows it then i need to know it also so it's it's really interesting because they've that's really like it fits his character so much and i commend disney for creating this show because where do you take someone like loki like you would have to pit them against themselves in order to to uh really access the drive of the character and I just think that that's so dope that they put him in this setting. They made this larger than life um, itself in all of this, all of these universes. It makes whatever villain is coming next bigger than Thanos, because that was like a question of like, how do you get bigger than Thanos? He destroyed half of the universe. You know, it wasn't just Earth that, and it was, it was actually snap. meant to happen. And it was actually meant to the, meant to happen, you know, because they knew that five years down the line it was going to get restored. Mm-hmm. So it's like when that happened, um, you know, it's just when you when you get when you do something that large, a planet eater or just someone trying to destroy the Avenger, it just doesn't equate. So now you have this whole thing with the TVA and the Timekeepers, and it's like whoever the villain is, whether it's Kang. Or the timekeepers himself, or an, an or Loki ascending to the to the place of like him taking over that. Um, it really it really uh, widens the the battlefield and raises the stakes. Yeah, yeah, and then going into the variant Loki, the superior Loki, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> uh, we get them finally revealed and. In the show, Loki and everybody at the TVA is expecting Loki to be a male Loki. You know, there's we've seen the different type of Lokis. They showed him. There's a a soccer Loki. There's a like a warlock Loki. We have like a no, demon it was, it Loki. Was, uh, it was Tour de France. Oh, okay, okay. Which I thought he, I thought he was a soccer player. <clears throat> no, it's a, he's a cyclist. But like, it's funny because he's like a mischievous person so like yeah. he, he there's just saying that like he cheated in the tour de france and like oh, who else man. cheated in the tour de france so like yeah. I, yeah. I thought that that was guts no it's pretty that. cool it was pretty cool that they actually showed us like the different different variants i i figured we probably still are gonna get more variations of loki i know yeah, that's what i'm hoping president loki um i've heard like rumors of a kid loki mm-hmm. um lady loki has been uh confirmed and mm-hmm. a rumor um but we don't know for sure if it's lady loki that is the villain 
which which was revealed to us being a female, or if it's another character that goes by the name of Sylvie, which I don't know if a lot of people know unless you're a comic a comic book reader. And Sylvie is basically the her origin is a creation of Loki. She's not from Asgard, as Lady Loki is from Asgard in some different timeline, as far as we know. Um, but I've noticed a lot with these Marvel shows and Marvel movies, they've been tweaking the characters or the, the storyline just a little bit so it fits a little bit better in the show. So my theory is that maybe Lady Loki and Sylvie will be one. And, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't know. That That's just like what I've been thinking, you know, if because at the end of the credits in one of the different languages, they actually revealed the name of that um, character and it was Sylvie. So it just led down to a rabbit hole of me reading through the Marvel encyclopedia and stuff like that. Yeah. And Sylvie in the comics takes on the name The Enchantress, which is a villain that has been uh, teased a lot um, within like, and is just known within the Thor realm. Um, she's been used in the animated shows as well. And it's interesting because usually she's accompanied by, um, oh, his name is escaping me right now. Um, but it was homeboy who, who Carl Urban uh, played in Thor Ragnarok. Um, the dude with the ax and the bald head. Uh, I got you. Um, he's like, her bodyguard in comic books and stuff like that. Like she, she rolls with him. Um, so when I saw him in Thor Ragnarok, um, I knew that, uh, that Enchantress was going to be somewhere around, whether it was going to be in the Thor, um, movie or in this Loki show that we're kind of seeing right now. So whether she takes on that name, um, fully or whether that will just be the description of her because of her powers that she chooses to use um, remains to be seen. But I think, uh, you know, like, like you said, Skywalker, I think Disney has a, has a tendency to kind of bridge two things together if they can, you know, if they aren't going to actually make them two separate people and draw out this whole story and like, it's too close together, they can just make that happen. Um, And who knows, maybe because of the multiverse, you know, we see a separation of that, you know, um, but we'll see, we'll kind of see how that goes. Um, so, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to, uh, to see where everything kind of opens up and, uh, we see this supermarket scene basically where they, Rock's cart, uh, Rock's cart which is yeah. interesting because Roxxon is, is a company that's in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Um, so if this is their first time really alluding to it, aside from um, Iron Fist, uh, Iron Fist, the Which show on Netflix anymore. Well, we don't know. We don't know really if it's canon or not um, because they haven't brought in Daredevil or any of the people from the Netflix shows True. yet. True. Uh, but Roxxon was a part of that. We don't know where that kind of takes place in the timeline. And even with this show, like that's another thing with, with that multiverse happening, we don't know when that happened with like against what was going on in Endgame. Because it's true. You know, the first episode happened in the middle of Endgame. So if she if uh Sylvie did that 
while Endgame was still going on or right after Endgame, then all of this craziness is kind of going on, which I kind of assume because I think that's really where Doctor Strange is going to start. Like right after they defeat Thanos, I think he's going to go back and be like, okay, the multiverse just exploded. Like what what else happened? And now he has to get to work. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's, a it's lot of work. really, really interesting. It's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of work. But um, just seeing her t- kind of take ever over seen those, all these bodies is crazy. You ever seen those like cartoons or movies where like the papers are stacked all the way high, like, and then got to get it like the other uh, side, so it's like complete. That's what Doctor Strange got to deal with. Pretty He's much, like, damn man. I've been gone for five years. Look at all this work that I got to put in. So it's crazy. It's crazy. So I think that that's kind of where it's gonna t- wonder where it's gonna start from. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited because a lot of the places that were affected by Sylvie's time bomb, I'm going to just call it the time bomb, um, is Vormir, Sakaar, um, like so many places, in, uh, Asgard, so many planets. Yeah, Titan, Asgard, Ego. Titan. It, it's crazy how many places were affected. And this is how they can bring in X-Men. This is how they could bring in any character that they want to bring in. This is how, like, it's just going to be absolutely insane. If we thought that Endgame assembling everybody in the universe for that fight was something insane. Yeah, like nah. we haven't seen anything yet the man. multiverse like, war will be bro, insane it's so crazy because in my mind i'm like okay so disney has the technology to de-age anybody right right so they so we can get hugh jackman like wolverine in this just fight. a different wolverine we, that's been my theory It'll be well, yes. So the different Wolverine will be the what they make the movie out of. But I'm talking about for the moment. Yeah, you know what I mean. For for any moment that they do, they could bring anybody for the moment of the multiverse war, and it'll be insane. Like just the interactions. They can bring Iron Man back. They can bring Steve Rogers back. They can do everything that that you can imagine possible with any of their properties. And make it happen for that multiverse war. And it's just, it's too insane. Yeah. Now, there's a lot to this show. I mean, they, they're literally spoon feeding us everything that they're giving us what we didn't know we wanted. I think I say that all the time in these Marvel shows. Like, we expect one thing and then they give us like triple that. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, wow. Like, in the first episode, we didn't know we were going to get a glimpse of the time stone or any of the infinity stones. Mm-hmm. We didn't know we were going to get. Uh, low-key looking at his life literally flash before his eyes like we're getting these emotional scenes as well that is really is really uh, it's new to these i guess superhero movies i mean marvel's been doing it for a while but you know they're they're really good at trying to like pull at your heartstrings you know seeing loki tear up seeing his mom and then his dad die you know knowing that i this happened like i how like how is this even happening you know i'm here like that it can't be happening you know so even in a god like they they go through grief no matter how quick they go through it mm-hmm. but it's really showing just how i guess normal and human he he could be yeah yeah and you know it's, it's just there's always a bigger fish you know and they thought that they were the biggest but i i was watching thor recently and and loki was talking to odin and Odin was like, do you think that you can rule over these people? And he was like, yeah. And he was like, but basically he kind of said like, 
like they're no different than us and he, and Loki was like yeah but by like 5000 years you know so like even though that he finds himself being a god it's he's not really godlike he's just godlike to the people that he's interacted with yeah. so now he's interacting with people that are that have powers that are different than his I would say, do you guys have any gripes with with what you've seen? One of the like gripes yes. that I that I've seen is uh, one. He, I don't I don't know what dictates his ability to use his powers. I don't know if he's just acting like he he is he doesn't not. Have, yeah. He doesn't have it, but he's been able to use it a couple times. And I'm just like, how is he able to do that if he showed that he couldn't before? So oh, right, if they're like, if they're like, oh, you're you're. Let's think of it like a limited capacity, which I don't think they have the control over his powers like that. So I, I know it, what you mean. It might be just within the TVA space, and like once they get onto whatever timeline that they're at. Oh, right. that's where I was going with uh, with Rock's cart. One thing I was going to say is that that's the furthest in the future that we've ever seen in the MCU because yeah. that was 2050. Right. And that's, what is that, uh, t- almost 25 years after Endgame. Right. Which is pretty crazy, like, just for that part. And, like, yeah. it's really, like, I'm sure that, I don't know. I just wanted to see like a little something, but they they probably couldn't spoil that. They were like, "No, we're not going to dive into twenty five years after Endgame. <laughs> hey, What's going yeah. on there?" I guess one of my gripes, um, I don't know. I guess it, it could just be because it's a show now. But seeing Loki fight a human and like pretty much get his ass beat by a human, mm-hmm. it's just like, come on, bro, you fought the Avengers. Well, also, two of the Avengers are human, just to throw that out there. Well, not the Hulk. The And the Hulk was, like, pretty much beat him down, and he's still pretty normal. But he's, like, getting normal punches by a human, and it's just like, damn, that's really affecting you like that? Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, to be fair, Thor and the Hulk were the only ones that really laid hands on him. Yeah. Right. So... So yeah, I don't know. That was just my gripe. I was just like watching the fight. Like, come on, like yeah, use I don't your powers. Know. Yeah, I don't know if Enchantress is really um like uh like all of the ability from her goes transfers into the person. In, yeah, exactly. transfers into the person. Maybe. I'm not sure if that's the case. That could well, be the case, but I don't I don't it's, know. It's kinda like what we said about Bucky when he was getting his ass beat by John Walker before yeah, John Walker had true. his powers, you know that's what I mean? True. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like with those like lower tier, on like on the power level, uh, characters like what is this Pokemon? Yes, there is lower tier levels of like there there is for sure. So I feel like you know we've always seen we've seen Captain America fight um, Batroc, you know, and Batroc has no powers, you know, and he's Mm -hmm. actually like he was giving him that some yeah he was giving so it's like to to a certain level yeah it's like you understand like okay like. It, it, at the end of the day in the Marvel Universe, there's still things like that are probably saturated. You know, humans are probably a little bit stronger in the Marvel Universe than us in our regular universe. But it's because it's a movie and they can do well, that. To me, I, I just I attribute that to the Superman theory. That's what I call that, where Superman is always holding back until he needs to no longer hold back. Yeah. So I just always think that heroes, for whatever reason, they're just holding back their full strength. Um, until they're, it's a last resort. And that's why I like Invincible so much. But 
that's for another <laughs> quick dive. If you guys haven't yeah. checked that out, you you got to check that out because there is no holding back. It's I'm gonna give you the full up front. <laughs> give you the whole combo. Huh? Yeah, you get, whole in the, combo. you get in the hands and the feet up front. Yeah, and if I was a hero, I would do that too. But most heroes do that, and then they hurt somebody that they didn't intend to hurt, and then they become traumatized, and then they hold everything back until absolutely necessary. So, rest, yeah. yeah, rest in peace, Gwen Stacy. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. So, um, is there anything else you guys want to touch on? I think we covered most of the last two episodes. I, I think just what it is now, man, is just expectations. Um, we have still what four more ep- four, four more episodes, right? It's only four six episode series. Yeah. Um, we've already like seen them come face to face, and so much has been revealed in two episodes. So we have another f- almost four hours of yo, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Yeah, and with with Loki. It's hard to even like be like, what do we expect? Like, it's hard to theorize what's next mm-hmm. because of how big the like they've already gave us so much. So it's like, damn, like, how can you top that? Like, how can we even think of what can be next? You know, so everybody's yeah. literally waiting week to week to find out, yeah, you know, what what can happen because there's no way of telling at this the, rate. This is definitely the first of the Marvel shows where. And I don't know how long they're going to have this streak, but they're pretty much two for two on like blowing my mind. Right. You know, and I don't know if it's necessarily just because we're in territory that we've never been in before. But the the last Marvel shows, the, like if you, you know, some of the episodes, it was like, oh, that was a good episode. But it didn't necessarily blow my mind. Like there was right. a few of them. A the few WandaVision episodes. Blow your mind, bro. Huh? The ship of Theseus didn't blow your mind? No, it did. It did, for sure. Like, WandaVision, <laughs> yeah. I would say... As like, not by, regular. I know what you mean. Not yeah, regular. Cook, yeah. cook, well, cooking Wanda, breakfast for dinner didn't blow your mind? Well, WandaVision, <laughs> WandaVision was like, okay, this is cool. Like, the first two yeah. episodes got me intrigued where I was like, okay, this is cool. And this is me being super open-minded. It's not like, oh, I hate, I just wanted action or anything like that. Like, I totally knew what they were doing with it. So I was like, okay, cool. The third episode when she sent uh monica out the out the house then i was like okay and then the fourth episode i was like okay all right we're getting here same thing with falcon and winter soldier there was only a couple episodes or three like maybe three out of the six episodes that i was really like okay this is crazy right but this is two for two right now of blowing my mind and i'm scared because i don't want to get a mid episode (laughs) Like I want all the episodes to be fire every single. I mean, you would one. think the first one would be mid, but it wasn't. the yeah, The first was. one wasn't mid. The second one wasn't mid, and I'm just like, okay, where are they going with this? The multiverse has started. Loki has jumped into wherever oh, yeah. he went to with with Sylvie. Um, we don't know if the timekeepers are watching this whole thing. We don't even know if they exist. That's a theory that's going on. Is that like? They're just putting up this propaganda and like they've been dead or th- or Kang is the actual person that's the timekeeper. And they're just like, you can't give it to one person because then they're going to make it seem like that. It's a, uh, you know, uh, like I, a dictatorship. I'm getting, right? I'm getting Wizard of Oz feel, you know, um, hmm. yeah. the, the villain at the end. Just There's one buddy in a closet just kind of pulling strings. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So, I, I wouldn't be surprised. We'll My theory is that Kang and Renslayer. Um, because Renslayer yeah, is is, is uh, Kang's wife. wife. Or, yeah. Um, I think cool. that they are pulling the strings, and 
I wouldn't be surprised if Kang is all powerful but is limited in his power where like he has to be tied to the sacred timeline or else like his power goes away. So I wouldn't right. be surprised if there's like an end credit scene where we see Renslayer like walk into a room that we've never seen before and like you just see like Kang like laid up, you know, and it's like he's all powerful but yeah. he's like he has to be bedridden or he has to be in a in a pod or like he's in something that he can't necessarily break out of and they have to keep up this illusion and eventually he's going to get the power to break out of it and when he does okay. then it, you know we have our big bad villain for my uh, my only him. gripe against that theory is that she's just out here flirting with mobius so i'm not sure oh, yeah you need yeah, to. I mean, yeah. Unless, yeah, unless I mean, he's Kang. You retain power. Cool. No. All right, this we'll Mobius end it there. Oh, yeah, yeah, we don't know. All right. Mobius, Mobius, Mobius. All right. So that is it for episode 12, correct, of yes. this quick dive. Uh, quick dive. We, we will have more in a, in a few weeks. Uh, stay tuned. We will be updating you on episode three and four, giving you more theories. Um, and if you want to start a podcast, go to ProductiveCulture.com backslash podcast. They will hook you up. Uh, if you yes, like sir. what you see, this is what you'll get. Uh, and if you like what you hear, that is also what you will get. So thank you again <laughs> for tuning in. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.